Hello, it is your partner, Big Boy, interested in giving back to your community while making new connections in your neighborhood. Introducing Neighbor to Neighbor, a California volunteers network that empowers you to take action, contribute to local needs, and be a part of something bigger than yourself. Visit caneighbors.com to learn more about how you can get to know your neighbor and strengthen your community. Neighbor to Neighbor, it takes a neighborhood. Hello. Hello, it is your partner, Big Boy, interested in giving back to your community while making new connections in your neighborhood. Introducing Neighbor to Neighbor, a California volunteers network that empowers you to take action, contribute to local needs, and be a part of something bigger than yourself. Visit caneighbors.com to learn more about how you can get to know your neighbor and strengthen your community. Neighbor to Neighbor, it takes a neighborhood. Hello. Hey kids, I'd like to introduce you to a new podcast you're going to love. On behalf of myself, Morgan Rector, of one of the most horrific true crime podcasts, Human Monsters, I'd like to ask you this question. Do you like to travel? Do you like picturesque locations and getting away from it all? Fun fact, there is a morgue on every cruise ship. After all, People die everywhere. Why wouldn't they die on a cruise ship in the Bahamas? Well, this new podcast has all that and murder. Murder. It's called Slaycation, and it's a darkly humorous look at murders and mysterious deaths that took place on vacation. Hosted by true crime fanatic... Her comedy writer husband and his TV producing partner, Slaycation, brings a unique perspective to chilling, thrilling, and what-the-fuck stories of vacations gone horribly wrong. From the twisted tale of Harold and Tony Henthorne, whose romantic anniversary in the Rocky Mountains ended with one of them falling off a cliff, to Angelica and Vincent, two recently engaged lovebirds whose Hudson Valley kayaking adventure ended underwater. Each episode of Slaycation will have you asking, accident or murder? But it's not just the stories that'll intrigue you. It's the discussion between a longtime married couple and business partners who happen to be Emmy-nominated TV producers Each episode of Slaycation also includes humor, takeaway, and travel tips that will keep your next vacation from being your last. If you're ready to pack your body bags, Slaycation is available on all major podcast platforms. Search for Slaycation on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts. Jerry Cobbler is a television producer and is a, as well as a producer of a podcast. Um, so tell us a little bit about the podcast. Sure. Yeah. First of all, thanks for having me on the show, Morgan. Um, our podcast is called Slaycation, and it is all about murders that happen on vacation. So 
you know, it's uh, sometimes it's a spouse murdering another spouse on vacation. Sometimes it's someone getting murdered by a stranger. Uh, sometimes it's people deciding to kill someone on vacation. But the whole theme of slaycation is murders that happen on the place where you are most uh, relaxed and guard down, which is vacation. Um, so that's our show. Yeah, it makes me wonder how often that happens on cruise ships, because I, I found out this interesting little morbid uh, tidbit about cruise ships. They all have a morgue on board. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, uh, cruise ships, you, you could almost do a whole series on cruise ships, man. I mean, it is the number of murders that happen on cruise ships is, is pretty insane. And, and cruise ships, uh, especially, they operate in international waters. So they're really, really hard to have. Uh, it's very hard to have proper investigations. You know, it's uh, it's pretty sad too for the families, of the victims, because those those are the murders that are often are really hard to bring anybody to justice. You know, because it's uh, it's on a cruise ship owned by an international company in international waters, and uh, it's just it's just very challenging. Yeah, and you know, a lot of people fantasize about sailing around the world on their own little ship, but then you have that that problem of pirates, for instance, who are going to come along and try to kill you and take everything. So that must factor into all this as well. Yeah, you know, we actually, to be honest, we haven't run into a slaycation case about, about pirates yet, but I, now I want to find one. That's, uh, that's, a pretty, that's a pretty wild story if that exists. Um, generally, we're finding most of the slaycations are, you know, it's usually someone who knows someone. Uh, it's, it's a spouse, a business partner, a friend. Um, or it's someone in the wrong place at the wrong time. I uh, haven't found any pirates yet, but now that you put it in my head, I want to find a pirate story. Yeah, well, there, there's tons of them out there. I mean, they're, they're, they're pretty ballsy. They'll go up against actually a cruise ship or a huge fishing trawler. They're not afraid of them. Yeah, no, pirates, piracy is a real problem. I mean, it's, uh, it's no joke. So um, as far as the typical vacation murder, um, so I guess... A lot of these people, so a lot of them say, uh, maybe they two people who are in a relationship, they'll maybe go to the Bahamas. And then one of them decides this is a perfect spot because no one knows them. And mm -hmm. so if I just lure them into the perfect spot, I can kill them there. Is that how it usually works? It's 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 that kind of thing, or it's even it's it's more premeditated sometimes. Some of these people have uh been planning these murders meticulously for a very long time down to like where they're going to go, where the murder is going to happen, how they're going to do it, what they're going to say. Um, so it ranges all the way from that all the way to just random, you know, heat of the moment, crime of passion type stories. Um, but uh, most, most of them, yeah, most of them have some sort of premeditation to them. And it's someone who's decided that they're going to do this crime in a place where they think they're not going to get caught. They usually do get caught, by the way. You know, as much as people think they're not going to, they usually do get caught. And in terms of the crime of, of passion, they probably also think, oh, well, you know, no one, if even it does someone find them here, you know, no one knows who they are. And uh, yeah, that must be another problem for the local police there. Yeah. And it's also, you know, a lot of a lot of the times, both in premeditated and, and sort of more spontaneous murders um, on vacation, there's, you know, people look for these opportunities of like, oh, we're kayaking or we're scuba diving or we're parasailing or we're cliff jumping or we're hiking where, you know, accidents happen. 
So typically people try and make these look like some kind of vacation related accident. And, um, you know, look, we, 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 we don't know how many people are getting away with it, but we know an awful lot of people are, are getting caught even, even overseas. Um, but, uh, that is the, that's the thinking is I'm going to make this look like an accident. I'm on vacation with my wife or my husband and oops, they fell off a cliff and, you know, Oh, got my life insurance policy back home and everything's going to be, be fine. And, uh, that that's, you know, that's sort of the, the classic slaycation. Yeah. And they, they, they count on the, what, what, what happens in Vegas stays in vacate Vegas sort of thing. Not that that necessarily happens in Vegas, but I guess they follow that principle too, right? Yeah, we actually we have not had a Vegas story yet, but we've had a lot of of um, vacation spots in the state. We've had some folks from uh, from uh, Myrtle Beach. We've had one story in um, uh, one of the northeastern beach resorts. We've had them in the Colorado Rockies. So the, these stories do happen in the states. You know, I think people still they just think they're going to get away with it and, uh, you know, call it a, call it an accident. And, um, especially in the States, you, you are most likely going to get caught and brought to justice. And what locations abroad have you found are particular hotspots for this kind of situation? Well, the, 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 the hottest spot is Mexico and ma- mainly because Mexico is the closest foreign destination. I mean, Canada, I guess is pretty close, but Mexico is the biggest tourist, uh, non-U.S. tourist destination for, for citizens who are leaving the country. So there's just a lot of U.S. citizens there. Um, Mexico is also, it's a tough place to sometimes get the um, investigation done correctly, you know, either because the local police are just not interested or sometimes, you know, sometimes with these vacations, uh, vacation spots, the police don't necessarily want to put another murder on the books because it doesn't look great for tourism and business. So sometimes they lean towards this being a quote unquote accident, you know, and maybe overlook some of the evidence. Um, so Mexico, Mexico is definitely up there. In fact, if we did all the cases for Mexico, we could call our show Don't Go to Mexico. But yeah. you know, but the truth is, uh, the, the, fun, the, the interesting statistic is, as an American, you're, you're actually you're far more likely to be shot and killed in the United States uh, randomly than you are in Mexico. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, any country that has a reputation for having a, a corrupt police force is probably a good country to commit a murder in. Mm. Um, yeah, I, mean, I suppose. <laughs> I don't think any country is a good country to commit a murder in. <laughs> but, but, you know, if, you're, <laughs> if you want to put it that way, sure. Well, like uh, like like India, um, Pakistan, um, which are which are notorious for violence against women. Um, either of those countries, for example, um, if the if the con- if the crime was oriented in that direction, you could bribe yourself out of it, which is unfortunately true. And uh, so I I don't know if these crimes in Mexico involved women victims, but. Uh, Many, uh, yeah, mostly, most of the ones we actually, all the ones we've covered in Mexico have been female victims. Yeah. 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 So a place where you could find a, a, yeah, a corrupt police force. Fortunately, that's where you can get away with crimes against women. Um, Are there any other types of uh, violent 
crimes that have uh, been committed uh, while on vacation? Yeah, so um, we've seen, um, you know, we've seen people who've been, you know, essentially beaten to death. Um, we've seen uh, cases where there's been, you know, sexual assault and then murder and then bodies being burned. Um, we've seen shootings. Um, you know, it's just the, it's like the human imagination for what is possible to do if you're, you know, inclined towards evil is is pretty limitless but you know that's the nature of the show you know it's location we're, we're talking about all of that and we, we do it with some real sense of compassion for the victims and the families but you know there's no avoiding the fact that these crimes are just just terrible god i mean to go on vacation and burn someone alive jesus i mean what do you remember what what was the motive for that particular crime um, that one was actually a guy, that was a guy in, in Mexico and, um, he had been abducted by, um, a local cartel. And I think there it was believed to have been a potentially a case of mistaken identity. Um, so yeah, in that case, I think they were trying to, trying to erase evidence of who he was. How about, uh. People coming from a place like America or Canada and then being drawn to a place like Mexico or somewhere else abroad and then being a victim of something there that way. Yeah, I mean, that's a lot of our cases is, uh, you know, people people from here going overseas and, you know, that that unfortunately it's, you know, it, it's not that it happens a lot, but it happens enough that, uh, you know, sadly, there, there's enough of them for us to talk about pretty much uh, endlessly on our, on Slaycation. Yeah, for sure. And, and what, what kind of uh, crimes are those? Are they, do they well, I know there's this phenomenon called uh, uh, these dowry crimes where these guys from India will basically scam these young women who live in this part of the world uh, into paying a dowry so they can marry them. And then they don't show up to marry of them. Um, I was wondering if it ever gets more sinister than that or any kind we, of shit. You know, honestly, we haven't looked at that. I, I'm not familiar with that and we haven't really looked at that at all. So I don't know. Oh, okay. Uh, what are some other more sinister stories that you'd have for us? So uh, one of the cases we, we cover, uh, one of our first couple of episodes is a case of this guy who, um, was kind of the second chance husband for this this woman and um she was in her 40s she really wanted to uh have a, a second you know she, she'd been divorced she wanted to settle down with someone and she met this guy they were in love uh she thought they were in love um and you know he over time started isolating her from her family and friends you know first it was he couldn't see certain people then he would get on the phone when certain people called then he actually moved her despite the fact that she had a successful doctor practice. Uh, he, he moved her um, to another state. And so he, he'd slowly sort of isolated her. And at one point um, they were doing some construction and he dropped a, a very large beam that uh, hit her, did not kill her, but, but hit her enough to injure her. And you know, we thought it was just an accident. But um, about a year later, they, they were, on their honeymoon hiking, uh, not their honeymoon, their sorry, their anniversary hiking, 
in, in Colorado with the Rockies. And she was taking a picture at the edge of a cliff and uh, unfortunately, you know, fell over and hit the bottom, which is quite far down. And uh, he called the Rangers and called it in and called in the emergency. And um, the Rangers showed up and were just actually shocked at where they were because it was such a remote location. They were like, nobody goes to this location. But he knew it. He knew exactly where they were. He knew exactly how to describe it. And unfortunately, his wife died there. And um, initially, you know, they thought it was a really terrible accident. Um, but then during the course of the investigation and wrapping it up, they found out he had a lot of life insurance policies on her. And in investigating his phone, they discovered that he had gone to this location in this park many times. And they even found literally a map that he had the X had marked the spot where she was pushed. <laughs> like, like, so, you know, there was just this trail of evidence. So this guy had been planning and plotting to murder his wife uh, for the insurance money. But it got even more sinister um, because then they not only realized that that time he dropped the, the beam was probably him trying to kill her a, a little bit earlier. Uh, then they, they found out that his first wife had died in mysterious circumstances, changing a tire by the side of the road when they were together. And she got under the car and he was operating the jack and the jack broke and the car crushed her immediately. So now the cops look back at that. And then they find out there's another woman that this guy's been grooming. He's been taking her out on trips, a single woman that looked like he was grooming her to become his next wife. He'd taken out insurance policies on her that she didn't know about. So this guy was just like, you know, had this, this, this pattern down with these women. And to me, that was one of the more sinister stories we've told. I mean, it gets even, we go through the whole thing on, on Slaycation. But to me, that, that level of just plotting and just like, slowly roping these women in and, and, and mentally abusing them um, with, with the gain of basically using them for financial gain and, and not even thinking of them as human was, uh, you know, about as sinister and evil as you can get. I mean, it's, 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 it's like serial killer level. So, you know, that, that kind of story to me is the ones where we, you know, we, we want to tell, tell you what happened, but we also want to get into, you know, what are the red flags you can look for if you're in that kind of relationship? What are the things that you should notice, you know, where you're being isolated? Um, trying to have a sense of compassion and some takeaway, along with, you know, having fun with, you know, the, it's interesting and it's to tell the stories. So. Well, I think big red flag is taking out multiple life insurance policies on your spouse. That's a big yeah. one. Yeah. 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 Unfortunately he was able to do it because he, he got all the policies from different companies. So no company, you know, he, he there was no flag from them and she didn't know. She had no idea. So. God. But yeah, if you're ever married, if you're ever married to someone and they, you find out that they have more than one life insurance policy on you, that yeah. is a red flag. Yeah. <laughs> that's a, that's a red, that's a red siren. <laughs> So. Is there are of all of these stories you've covered so far, is there one that's a total murder mystery? Nobody's cleared it up yet. Yes. Yeah. There is one. Um, there's one. I'm just looking up the names of the girls. This one was down in Panama, um, and these two young women had gone down there um, to Boquete, Panama. These two two recent college graduates from from Amsterdam. 
and they actually were going down to Panama to volunteer to teach English and teach at this local school. And the school wasn't ready for them when they got there. So they decided to take a day hiking. And they hiked up this little trail in town up to the top of this, this little mountain that's like an overlook that people do all the time. And um, then they were never seen again, never seen again. And uh, there's been just ongoing, this one, uh, it's Chris Kremers and, and Lizanne Froon is the case. Um, there has been an ongoing international sort of amateur investigation of this case because these poor families have had no closure and there's been no, uh, you know, no justice in the case. But it's gone pretty cold in terms of the Panamanian authorities. And, you know, there was, there was a camera found from one of the girls that had pictures that were taken that night. Um, there's all kinds of mysterious uh, pieces of clothing that were found by riverbanks and local appears that there were some local kids involved in some sort of cover-up. So this one was actually a two-parter for us. And, you know, my, my co-hosts on the show are, are uh, a woman named Kim Davis and her husband, Adam Davis. And Kim is uh, a real true crime nut. Like she loves true crime, like more than, more than either of us. And uh, Adam, her husband is a comedy writer. So he's, he's on the show to just not, not make fun of the stories or jokes about the victims, but to just like lighten it up because these stories can get so heavy. Yeah. Kim, you know, this particular case was just really tough because these girls were like, you know, they're college age and, you know, Kim, Kim and Adam have a kid who's college age. And just like, you start to see just, you know, relate relatable moments in these stories. And, uh, you know, that one was, that one was a real tough one. That's totally an open-ended murder mystery that, that no one's figured out. Uh, what did, what was, um, did any of these cases ever involve children? Uh, no, we haven't. We have not done any cases with children. Well, that's good then. And yeah. um, let me see. So, well, come, I'm coming from Canada. So, any of these cases happen in Canada? Um, that's a good question. I think we've not done anything from Canada yet. We've, huh? Maybe there's no vacation murders in Canada. We got to look for a Canadian case. Maybe it's too cold up here for someone to bring themselves to do that. <laughs> it might be. What part of Canada are you in? I live in Toronto. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah it gets pretty dang cold in Toronto. Yeah, whereabouts do you live in America? I'm in New York City. I'm down in the Lower East Side. Yeah. Oh, I see. Well, still a lot of murders there regardless. Uh, yeah. Maybe, yeah. Maybe, maybe not vacation murders. No, they may not be vacations, but, uh, you know, we're, we're doing better this year. We're doing better this year. We're, yeah. the, mur the murder rate is going back down, but uh, ho hopefully it uh, goes, goes way down. So I'm wondering, um, is Asia, are there a lot of these murders committed there? Uh, we haven't seen any yet in Asia. I'm sure there are. You know, we, we for this first season, we've uh, we really focused on... Um, United States, Mexico, there's a couple, there's like one that's in uh, South Africa. Um, but uh, I think as slaycation goes into deeper seasons, we'll probably start looking into, you know, Asia and India and stuff like that. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. 
Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. An official message from Medicare. A new law is helping me save more money on prescription drug costs. Maybe you can save too. With Medicare's Extra Help program, my premium is zero and my out-of-pocket costs are low. Who should apply? Single people making less than $23,000 a year or married couples who make less than $31,000 a year. Even if you don't think you qualify, it pays to find out. Go to ssa.gov slash extra help. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. An official message from Medicare. A new law is helping me save more money on prescription drug costs. Maybe you can save too. With Medicare's Extra Help program, my premium is zero and my out-of-pocket costs are low. Who should apply? Single people making less than $23,000 a year or married couples who make less than $31,000 a year. Even if you don't think you qualify, it pays to find out. Go to ssa.gov slash extra help. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Yeah, well, I mean... Africa, pretty much. Is, uh, hello. Yeah, Who's that? Say hello. This is Prince. He wants to hey, say Prince. <laughs> yeah, meow. Yeah, meow. Yeah. Uh, Africa is like the the one of the worst areas of the world for women to live in, and uh, yeah, it's it's bad. Especially at night with the rape. Uh, it's like I think. Um, South Africa is like second worst rate in the world for a rate. Um, definitely a terrible place for women to go. Um, yeah. I don't know if it's specifically bad for vacationers, but they would definitely advise women not to go around alone. Yeah, I mean, we, we, we do touch on that, especially with some of the places we talk about where, you know, if there are, if, if women are not, safe or there is human rights issues in those places that that can always be a factor in how these cases are investigated and how people are treated so we we impart any information like that when we can you know like this is a this is a place where women's rights are just just terrible and horrible and you should not go there or definitely not go there alone um but unfortunately you know unfortunately women are preyed on everywhere even in places where you know things are, are better it's it's just it's a so it's just it's just terrible some of these stories are just like you know such they're, they're all unnecessary violence but some of them just feels some of them hit especially hard you know oh yeah for sure no doubt um how about how about age like have you found that is it mostly young people who are targeted for these uh, murders Honestly, no. It's it's a it's a, it's a wide range from you know late teens all the way up into 60s, 70s. Um, there's no there seems to be no age limit for uh, for these murders for these slaycations. So we haven't we haven't we've seen all ages, and it depends. You know, sometimes you've got couples that have been together for a long time, and one does it. Sometimes it's uh, people who are just engaged, and you're like, why not just why not just get divorced? You know, just get divorced, break off the engagement or break up with your girlfriend or boyfriend. Like, you know, that's that's sort of the biggest message of the show is like there's always a better 
I mean, it sounds so stupid to even have to say this, but there's always a better answer than murder, like breaking up or divorcing or leaving. And, you know, the, 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 the financial gain that drives some of these things almost always turns out to be totally a waste of time because the person ends up in jail or doesn't yeah. get the life insurance money. So, you know, we, we hope that, and not that not that the show is a public service announcement, but you know, hopefully, people listening to Slaycation sort of understand that um, we're, part of what we're trying to say is like violence, not even just murder, but violence of any kind is not is not the answer. You know, in self defense, yes, but to solve a problem, no. Yeah, and I mean, so say you killed your spouse, and now they're invest the insurance company is investigating to make sure that it really was a murder. Well, if they find out that it, it was a murder and that it was you, you're not getting the money. So you right. wasted yeah, your yeah. time too. So And they, they usually find out. I mean, it's it's not well, hard to figure out. Usually people are not, you know, most people are not as clever as they think they are. You know, whether it's buying too many life insurance policies or just leaving really even non-obvious clues. It's it's pretty amazing how good the insurance companies and the police and government organizations are finding, you know, they're, they'll find you. They will find you. Oh, yeah, no doubt. And uh, what, so did you have any kind of legal background before going into all this? No, I, I have no legal background at all. Uh, I just, I'm just fascinated by the, you know, the world of true crime in general. Um, I've worked in it before in, in TV and, you know, I think, I think some of it's really interesting and helpful and some of it can be a bit, you know, exploitive. And, you know, I just was interested in doing a show that um, was a different take on the genre, you know, really looking, looking much more closely at, at the victims and having some compassion for the victims and also their families. Um, in some cases were, we're looking at cases that were, you know, in the public eye for a minute and then faded away, but still have a lot of unanswered questions. So, you know, trying to keep those sur sur surfaced and visible. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, my my background is, is strictly, you know, not I'm not a, nothing legal. I am a TV producer, podcast producer, writer. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Have, have you uh, gotten any uh, response from? And police officers or anyone else in the legal field about the show so we actually haven't launched yet so we're, we launched uh... <laughs> sorry little axle up thank you that was nice oh yeah <laughs> nice timing huh? yeah uh i um we, we launched location on january 9th so i we haven't heard anything from uh from anyone yet but when we launch you know we might we might hear from some some police or lawyers yeah, that'd be interesting to see what kind of reaction they would give. I mean, but then again, you know, it's like in terms of international travel, you get warnings from all over the place. Um, but then, you know, international governments kind of want to put a spin on everything, too. They don't want you to know about all the things that could happen to you there. Um, you know, I guess it's, I mean, who who do you speak to? To make sure yet you're going to be safe, do you, you know, when when you're checking into a hotel, do they give you advice or who should be relied upon in those areas? 
Well, the uh, Department of State does issue very specific advisories. So we, we always advise people to look at those carefully. Um, if you have further questions, you can usually call the Department of State or email and ask. Um, but then, you know, always looking at forums for really recent information from people that have been there. And, you know, generally, if you're checking into a, uh, a hotel, uh, you can ask them, you know, where, where should I not drive? Where should I not go at night? You know, those are all, all good things to find out. Um, it can be easy on vacation, you know, because you're having fun and relaxed to have a sense of just uh, overconfidence or, you know, just sort of your guards down to where you're like, maybe you are driving somewhere that you're not supposed to drive at night, or maybe you're walking somewhere you're not supposed to walk, even during the day. And uh, those are things you, you really do need to stay aware of because the, those you know, those, those are the places where bad things can, can happen very quickly. So um, it, is, it is a good idea to check the Department of State website, check any um, travel advisories from that government, and then speak to check, check forums, Reddit, and stuff like that, um, see what people are saying, and then again, check with uh, the locals when you're there. And should women travel alone or to certain areas, you know? You know, uh, it's, it's generally not advised, unfortunately. Um, there are definitely certain areas of the world that are safer for a woman traveling alone. Um, but, uh, unfortunately, yes, we, we live in a world where women are still seen in many places as vulnerable and, and to be preyed upon. And so, um, I, I wouldn't tell anyone what, what to do or not to do, but I would, I would advise serious caution if you're a woman traveling alone and certainly, if you're planning to travel alone, and honestly, as a woman or a man, frankly, like uh, to a place where you haven't been, find someone who's been there. Find someone online who comes from the same place you do and ask them what it was like for any tips, anything like that. Uh, one of the biggest things we see in these cases sometimes, especially with ones that, you know, one of the things we look at too are sometimes these cases actually are accidents. They're not actually murders. You know, sometimes people are accused of murder and it turns out to be an accident. And uh, overconfidence you know, overconfidence or believing you know more than you do can get you into a lot of trouble when you're traveling, whether that's because of the place you're in or the sport you're doing or the activity you're doing. Uh, it is it is truly better to say, I don't know, or I need more information than to jump into something thinking you know and end up dead. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Um, are you aware of any websites where it's not run by a government or a travel agency. It contains uh, like blog posts by real travelers who, who will warn people about these things, about potential dangers, things to be abreast of. Uh, do, you have, do you know of websites like that that you would recommend? You know, Morgan, I haven't seen a specific website that's just that, um, but we, we do find like Reddit to be a pretty good source, um, Expedia. You know, these TripAdvisor can be a good source of information. Really, anywhere that people who travel are, are sharing information is, is great. I just I haven't seen one particular site where I'd say, you know, this is this is the, the, the site to look at. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they're emerging. I noticed that like like I saw on TikTok one day, this guy gave it a top 10 list of like the worst the worst countries in the world to stay out of. Um, like, like there, like there are countries where they just invest nothing in their tourism. It's just like it's like being in a wasteland. 
And then, of course, but and then there are other countries where it's just, you know, like we discussed earlier, danger to women, uh, all kinds of other uh, problems like that, uh, crime that's out of control. Um, yeah, speaking of which, now, yeah, there are countries where, you know, they have problems against women. How about countries where there's just crime in in general, like just general mayhem where men and women face mm -hmm. huge a huge threat where it's best to stay out of there. Like Liberia is one such country. Yeah, Liberia for sure. There's there's a few other countries in that area that um, are pretty bad. Uh, yeah, I mean, th those, are, those are the countries it's not hard. Like if you were to go on State Department right now, U.S. Department of State and, and you know, look up Liberia and some of the neighboring countries, it's it's going to tell you just don't go there. Just don't go. It's not, you know, it's going to be a series of like, you know, human trafficking and kidnapping and assaults and murder are all just high risk. And it just, just don't go there. I mean, unless you really need to go there for some reason, uh, you know, in which case you would be prepared and, and ready for that. Those are places you just, 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 just no reason to go. It doesn't, it's not going to end well, most likely. Yeah, I mean, yeah, for some people, it's all about a, um, like, a, it's all about machismo. It's like, well, I want to go and I want to climb this mountain and I want, and, I'm gonna, and if anyone gives me a problem, I'll take them on, you know, but it's never worth it. Uh, no. Like, you're seeing on these guys, like, riding a bike on a mountain and there's, like, this much land underneath them, you know, and some people love that daredevil stuff, but, uh, I don't condone that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, people, pe people have to manage their own uh, risk levels, you know, whether it's sports or, or travel. And, uh, you know, that's why, you know, I don't, I don't even know if the state department would say don't go, but it would say high advisory not to, you know, but everybody has to make their own decisions. I just think a lot of times we see in these cases that people are, people are making decisions where they're, uh, they're, they're just, you know, you can't, you can't blame them on vacation. So their guard is down. Right. So there's, yeah. there's no blame, but it's just like this, that someone's taking advantage of that moment. And so if you're putting yourself in a place where we know that people like to take advantage of other humans for whatever kind of evil stuff they're up to, you're, you're putting yourself in harm's way. And, uh, for that reason, I will not go to Liberia. Yeah, <laughs> you, don't, you don't have anyone. You don't have anyone eat, eat you. Motivating yeah, factor. I'm good. I'm good. So, yeah, and there was there's another there's a complicating factor in regards to the justice system. So, uh, somebody say does kill you in Liberia, and uh, you and this person knew each other in America. So, is the Liberian going to be um, you know, deported to America to face justice, or are they going to be faced, you know, go to jail in Liberia, or how do you know how that works? Or I got to tell you, I am absolutely no expert on the Liberian-American uh, <laughs> <laughs> agreement for extraditing, um, so I don't know. Uh, I know that it's quite I know that America definitely does not like to extradite people anywhere, uh, generally. Um, I have a 
sneaking suspicion Liberia is probably not sending anybody to the United States to face our criminal justice system. So, but beyond that, I, I don't know. I don't know what, I don't know what happens. You know, it's like they always say what happens in Liberia. Yeah. You know. Yeah, that, yeah, it's probably quite a complicated thing whether or not to send someone back to America. But I suppose maybe it's a lot less complicated if it's like Mexico to America or something like that than it is with these third world countries. Yeah. Well, you also get into the issue of like it, the crime, if the crime happens to an American, but it happens in another country, the crime was actually committed in the other country, right? So like it's more typical that it would be tried in that in that country, you know. And have you found that there are particular countries where the offender is more likely to get away with it? You know, Mexico seems pretty lax uh, on on bringing people to justice for a bunch of reasons. So um, uh, that seems like a, a spot where that happens. Although, you know, they, they actually do bring some people to justice in Mexico. Um, that's the one, that's the one that we've noticed the most where it seems like, you know, people are, uh, people are able to get away with stuff. How about other areas of Latin America? You know, we've only, we've only done a couple of stories outside of there. We did, uh, we did do a story, um, about the, the girls I was telling you about in Panama, um, where there was, uh, yeah, there wasn't much of a bringing to justice there. Um, outside of that, I don't know. We haven't, we haven't touched anywhere else yet in that, in that region. Well, I see. I suppose there hasn't been a lot of them about Russia since it's not a hot vacation spot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we haven't done any slaycations in Russia. <laughs> no, that's a different kind of problem. But uh, no, we're, we, we, I don't think we're going to be seeing anything there for slaycation in, for a while. Yeah, probably not. Um, how about uh, Southern Europe, like Italy, uh, Monte Carlo, any of those? We, I'm sure there are some there. We haven't done one yet. We only, we've only recorded like maybe 15 episodes so far. Um, you know, we launched Slaycation launches in, in January, so we're not so deep into it. But I do imagine we will, we will look at Europe at some point because there's got to be some some Slaycations there. What does the offender's uh, selection criteria seem to be for choosing one of these spots? Like, what do they feel like? This is a good place because most likely I'm going to get away with it here. Uh, yeah, I mean, it seems to be, it does seem to be the, it's either the, the person has chosen the spot because they're familiar enough with it to know they can think they can get away with it, even though they don't, or it's a spot that's like a very hopping vacation spot where people think they'll kind of go unnoticed or uh, just sort of blend, you know, the, the crowd will black as some sort of cover. Um, those seem to be the two most common reasons people select these spots. Yeah, well, I mean, certainly that's why they don't choose New York City. Uh, yeah, you're, you're, you're not getting away with slaycation in New York City. There's, there's, uh, too many, there's too many people and too many police. So don't come here to New York City and try to do your slaycations. It's not, it's not going to happen. Not even the East River? Well, 
No. <laughs> yeah. uh, let me see. Well, there must be areas of, of United States where it's happened because, um, I mean, there are vast areas of open uh, open land and uh, particularly in the Midwest, I guess, like North Dakota, South Dakota. Um, there are, yeah, we haven't. So again, we haven't. We haven't. It's funny, we haven't looked at any of those areas yet. You know, most of the ones we're looking at. So I don't. I don't know that people vacation there a lot. You know, um, most of the vacation spots that we've hit in the states are the kind of places you'd expect: Myrtle Beach, uh, yeah, the Rockies. You know, uh, seaside places on the East Coast. Those are where vacations happen. Um, you know. Kind of to make it on slate to be on slacation, it really has to be a vacation that uh, a vacation with murder. So even though the Dakotas offer a lot of probably uh, good cover, <laughs> it's probably not a big. You know, I, I don't think too many people. I'm 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 sure we're gonna get letters from me saying this, but I just don't think that many people are out vacationing in North Dakota. I'm thinking most of the vacations people would go on in those places would be like ones that have historical value, like going to the uh Mount Rushmore and all those kinds of places yeah, yeah. uh was it uh, old faithful that kind of thing but I don't think they're great for murder spots so no no I mean really nowhere is great for a murder spot but uh you know I don't know about the Dakotas an official message from Medicare a new law is helping me save more money on prescription drug costs maybe you can save too with Medicare's Extra Help program, my premium is zero and my out-of-pocket costs are low. Who should apply? Single people making less than $23,000 a year or married couples who make less than $31,000 a year. Even if you don't think you qualify, it pays to find out. Go to ssa.gov slash extra help. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. An official message from Medicare. A new law is helping me save more money on prescription drug costs. Maybe you can save too. With Medicare's Extra Help program, my premium is zero and my out-of-pocket costs are low. Who should apply? Single people making less than $23,000 a year or married couples who make less than $31,000 a year. Even if you don't think you qualify, it pays to find out. Go to ssa.gov slash extra help. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Have you noticed any... Um trends uh, among these the murders you've covered compared to the murders that have, that the famous serial killers have done uh, in terms of their methodology location all that kind of thing honestly no i mean we uh so my my co-host uh my other co-host adam davis uh who's, who's i mentioned before kim's kim's husband um he he knows a lot more about serial killers than I do. Uh, he's worked on some projects involving them, and um, but I, I know I, I haven't seen anything that we've done so far that has any kind of overlap with uh, you know the most famous serial killers. Yeah, yeah, okay. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> no, no, I, I know you. I know you talk a lot about them on your on your show, so. I wish I could tell you there was a connection, but, uh, you know, there's not. Well, there may be the reason why there's not much of a connection is because the newer serial killers have learned from the mistakes of the older ones, the Mount Rushmore serial killers, the Ted Bundys, the Jeffrey Dahmers, all those guys. Maybe they 
you know, they eventually they got sloppy, and so the new guys are a lot more careful. Yeah, yeah, so, that sounds that's that sounds right. I I don't know enough about it, but I mean that seems like a reasonable theory. And just and you've mentioned that all the ones that you've covered have gotten caught. Now I'm wondering, does it have anything to do with security cameras, which are a ubiquitous presence in our modern life? Uh, you know, sometimes it does, not always. But there are there have been a couple of cases where they've been able to piece things together from cameras, um, but not always. Sometimes it's just been, you know, detective work or putting two and two together. But uh, yeah, cameras cameras have played a part in a few. Yeah, yeah, and actually, it, detective work is very different too now. Um, yes. What are some uh, some unusual leads that they found that and well wound up being uh, what? brought the guy to justice uh, that you would never have considered otherwise? Uh, so in one case, um, one case, this couple had committed murder on another couple in, uh, in Myrtle Beach. And um, the thing that tipped the cops off was the murderers went and robbed a local Hooters restaurant. Okay. So, so think, think about that. And, and the reason they robbed it wasn't for the money, but because the, the, the lady in the, in the murdering couple was a collector of Hooters merchandise. Wow. Um, and they, they, this, is our, this is our ninth episode on Slaycation. It's Joshua Ford and, uh, and Martha Crutchy um, uh, get murdered by this couple. And so the cops get called out to this Hooters that's being, being burgled. And okay, first of all, like that's just a ridiculous thing to be doing in general, but especially after you've you know killed people, like that's what you're gonna go do. But they noticed that um, she was wearing a, a, a necklace that had blood on it. And oh. so she had put on the necklace from one of the people she had killed, goes and robs a Hooters, police come and you know, they found all kinds of stuff on her. So, you know, that was uh, just someone noticed it. And that that is what led to the unraveling of that case. You said she was elderly, too? Uh, no, not elderly. But the, the, the woman who was murdered was, I think, in her, in her 50s, maybe. <laughs> Big fan of Hooters. Wow. That's yeah. interesting. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Yeah, I can see how they would have gotten caught for sure. Yeah, that was just, you know, which is good because they should be caught. I mean, that they, yeah. know, they were just uh, just bad people doing bad things. Uh, what was another unusual case? Uh, another, another unusual one was um, there was a case with this uh, couple who goes to South Africa, or sorry, not South, to Zambia to um, hunt, uh, hunt exotic animals, right? And... Um, the last day of the trip, she is cleaning her gun to pack up and shoots herself right in the head. And so, uh, you know, they called, you know, the, of course, the staff came running, people came running to help. And, you know, they're so far away from anything resembling a hospital that this, this woman died. And um, so that was a case where they decided pretty much immediately that it was a gun accident, right? That she she must have been cleaning her gun incorrectly. However, 
the safari guide explained, he said, there's no way there was bullets in the gun because I helped her empty it last night. So it doesn't make sense, but no one was listening to him. The police, and this is a case like what you were talking about earlier where, you know, local uh, tourist places don't really want to put a lot of murders on the books, you know, for, for <laughs> tourism reasons. So they, this was an accident. Um, and the only way they got, they got found out was uh, this guy got caught was when her body was sent to the morgue in, in Zambia before being sent back to the States, the guy from the local embassy was a former Marine who his job was handling uh, firearms. And so he just thought he should go down to the morgue and take some pictures. And he took pictures and he noted that the, the, the bullet holes were not consistent with her having shot herself. Um, that, and that, that tip, started the kind of unraveling. I mean, it's sort of, no one really took the tip to mean anything until a few other things we get into on, on that episode of Slaycation. You know, we get into like how the thing unraveled, but the fact that this guy from the embassy went and took pictures of her at the morgue and had images that showed where, where the bullet wounds were, that they were not consistent uh, is how he ended up uh, going down. And you mentioned earlier that woman who wore a bracelet were there other examples of people getting their payoff after the murder and then really flashing everything they now owned, like the bling and a new car or anything? <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> it's like we, have, we haven't seen the Brewster's Millions story yet uh, <laughs> to make an old, old movie reference. But uh, no, uh, we haven't seen that. I'm sure, I'm, sure we'll, I'm sure we will run into that at some point with someone just being just ridiculously flashy with, uh, with the money they got from, from the insurance. Uh, who was like the stupid offender, the stupidest offender of all of them? Oh, the stupidest? Uh, probably those ones, the, the Hooters people. They were, <laughs> the Hooters couple was, was pretty dumb. Pretty dumb. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, how many, so are any of these people, are they in, in prison for like, you know, 25 years or? Any oh yeah, oh, a lot of these people are in prison for life. Um, you know, some get some get lighter sentences depending on the situation, but uh, quite a few of them have gone away for for many decades or longer. Yeah. Damn. So, uh, I guess that's a lesson. You know, if your spouse starts uh, talking about taking out a life insurance policy on you, it's maybe time to divorce. <laughs> Well, I think I think taking out a life insurance policy on each other is is totally fine, but if they're doing it in secret or they're taking out more than one policy, you know, that's when you probably should get divorced or or at least confront the situation so you don't end up on slaycation, you know. Well, it's interesting how that seems to incur uh, a lot less mire than a prenuptial agreement. But <laughs> yeah, a lot of people yeah, prenuptial agreement, they're just outraged, but with a Life insurance policy, it's like, well, you know, a lot of people commit murder with using this, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, man, thank, thank you for having me on your show, by the way. This has been, uh, it's been great to talk to you. Yeah, thank you. It's been, it's been great talking about all this. And uh, it's, a, it's a topic that people don't often cover in true crime podcasts. I know that. It was an original concept. That's Thanks. Yeah. No, we uh, we we're, we're excited for Slaycation. We know it's a it's a fresh take on the on the genre, and uh, you know I think I think uh, listeners are gonna 
really enjoy some of the new things we're, we're bringing to the true crime space. Yes, thank you for joining us today. Yeah, I really appreciate it. Thank you, Morgan. Thank you. Hello, it is your partner, Big Boy, interested in giving back to your community while making new connections in your neighborhood. Introducing Neighbor to Neighbor, a California volunteers network that empowers you to take action, contribute to local needs, and be a part of something bigger than yourself. Visit caneighbors.com to learn more about how you can get to know your neighbor and strengthen your community. Neighbor to Neighbor, it takes a neighborhood. Hello. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.